0: do continue. The jury is not being sequestered, the same policy they followed throughout the trial. They will gather here soon for a second day of deliberations. They're deciding whether the 18 year old acted in self defense or as an instigator when he shot two people to death at a Black Lives Matter protest. Parts of western Washington have begun drying out after days of heavy rain that triggered massive flooding. Joab Kapanke and his family live in Mount Vernon. I've
1: never seen the water this high. I'll, I've been I've been a ma-
0: imagining it, but I thought it, that was impossible. Rankings for favorite streaming shows may not tell the whole story. CBS's Stacey Lynn says that's about to change. Jean Bridgerton.
2: I am yours, Daphne. I have always been yours.
0: Sleep-deprived watching Squid Game. Suddenly obsessed with Seinfeld.
2: Hello, Newman.
0: Netflix will now tell us what everyone's watching and for how long. The streaming service used to just look at the numbers of subscribers who checked out a show for a measly two minutes. Now the company will rank its titles by the total number of hours viewed. Queen Elizabeth's back on her feet after missing an important service Sunday because of a sprained back. Good morning. Good morning. 95-year-old Monarch chatted with the U.K.'s professional head of armed services at
2: Buckingham Palace. Deborah, uh, this is CBS News. If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. After
0: her busy day, Lisa unwinds with a Vicks Vapor bath. Lisa's husband relaxes at the end of his day with a Vicks vapor shower. Lisa and Steve both lose themselves in the soothing Vicks Vapors and forget about the stresses of the day. They also forget about making dinner. Looks like a frozen pizza night. Enjoy a soothing Vicks Vapo moment wherever you choose. Look for Vicks Vapo Bath and Vicks Vapo Shower in a store near you.
3: I'm Carla Hall. Why give your family just ordinary eggs when they can enjoy the best, Eggland's best? The only eggs with more fresh and delicious taste, plus superior nutrition compared to ordinary eggs with six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 38% more lutein. Because the way we care is anything but ordinary. Only Eggland's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs.
0: Something to consider for parents worried about their kids who vape. British researchers analyzed 58 previous studies involving teens and vaping, looking for signs it led to smoking. There was
4: no evidence to suggest that one behavior led to the other, or the, the so-called
0: gateway effect. Lead author Caitlin Notley says flavored vapes in particular might even encourage teens to switch from smoking if they preferred the taste of flavored vapes. Just one thing, Notley says all 58 studies involved had significant shortcomings. She says more Rigorous research is needed. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Squid Game fans are upset over Chrissy Teigen's latest high-profile party. They say the 35-year-old model, who's married to John Legend, is tone-deaf after she enlisted pricey planners to turn the couple's home into the show's set, complete with bunk beds and piggy banks stuffed with cash. Social media posts call it cringy when rich people reenact a show about violence of capitalism. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
2: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care, and here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. I think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees, so that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866 88 bible 866-88-BIBLE. Siemens, the area's finest locally owned and operated grocery store, has been serving friends
0: and neighbors for over 60 years. Siemens is a healthy, quick alternative for dinner. Stop by the store, where you can do your whole week's worth of shopping in just 15 minutes. Siemens Grocery is located at 305 West Union Street. Don't forget, the butcher is still in at Siemens. Please call ahead for special orders and the finest cuts of meat when it's worth having the very best.
5: Siemens, your meat store. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go, the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can.
2: Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into to the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH.
6: Two whole dollars gets a whole lot of breakfast at McDonald's. With two for $2 mix and match breakfast, the combinations are practically endless. Mix and match a buttery sausage biscuit with a hot sausage McMuffin or golden crispy hash browns. And get both for just $2. That means a sausage biscuit with hash browns today, sausage McMuffin, and sausage biscuit tomorrow. And maybe two hash browns for the day after tomorrow. Now get two breakfast faves for just $2. Ba-da-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.
7: Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Kasich was a lead singer of what? band the cars what was gary newman's biggest selling song cars who was the all-time leading score in notre dame basketball history car that's right austin car anything you'd like to add cars 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 57 chevy cars. that's auto cars. smarts friday afternoons cars. at 106 cars. on 970 cars. wath cars. and 97.1 fm cars. that's a 57 chevy cars 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 if you love snow you will love our winter wreaths and decor here at a work of heart in grand central mall these wreaths can be personalized with names to make a special decoration or gift Find a Christmas or winter flag for your porch or yard. Check out our many porch sitter signs. Our laser engraved signs and products make some of the most unique gifts you can give to make this a remembered Christmas. We have a great selection of snowmen, gnomes, and winter decor, wooden and plush. Need a great smelling jar candle? How about buttered maple syrup? Ohio State and West Virginia signs and decorations. Many can be personalized. We have puzzles, farm decor, wedding anniversary, fragrant candles, battery candles, greeting cards, and 20% off our box Christmas cards. Our wildlife department is a sight to behold. Come see us today at A Work of Heart Grand Central Mall, find us on Facebook, or shop online at aworkofheart.biz. I-N-E-P-T, Inept Tech. Two,
2: four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! Raw! Raw!
6: Well, Coach Turf, the regular season is over, and here we are at midweek. This is the time when we generally go back into NF tech football history, and I, I know you sort of want to forget about last week's heartbreaking, heartbreaking.
3: loss. Heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Uh, you know In fact, you know what I'd done? i done? done. I went back and looked up the records from all the other schools around the country, and I couldn't come up with a loss that was as heartbreaking as this one. This was a heartbreaker.
6: One of the toughest losses in recent history.
3: Heartbreaking.
6: Speaking of history, on this program every week, we go back into inept uh, football history for some terminology that uh, has become standardized throughout the years.
3: Well, that's right. You know, this is my favorite part of the week. This is where we can let the fans in on all the legends and the lore, what inept tech has given to the history of football down through the years, some phrases, some terminology, some words, what uh, fans use over and over that started right here.
6: We talked about uh, offensive football in your last game with Bungle State, and I think you have some offensive terminology you want to discuss.
3: Well, that's right. You know, we did use our ball control offense in the last ball game. Reminded me about all the offensive terms, what we started right here at NF Tech. Like, for example, you probably heard of, of what you call your flex defense. It was invented by that boy, what uh, coached over to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh,
6: Coach uh, Landry.
3: That's him, yeah. He invented that. But we invented what you call your flex offense you know that's when you get your offensive tackles and your offensive guards to just before the ball gets hiked they just jump back a step or two into the offensive backfield almost so they can prepare to block against them defensive boys for a running play
6: i understand the theory coach but isn't that illegal wouldn't that be a penalty
3: no wonder that didn't work
6: and i'll be back with coach turf right after we pause for this message Coach Turf, you were obviously way ahead of your time in developing the flex wait offense, minute, but one minute, offense, offense that has stood stop, the test of stop, time.
5: Stop. <laughs> okay. How do we get that back to the? right <laughs> I get
1: it. Okay. You get it.
5: But anyway, we we didn't. The sponsor didn't happen. Yeah. It's only live radio. That's okay. right. Okay, now the sponsor now, of Art Turf. Yeah, is... before
1: that, I'm gonna borrow
5: Art Turf's line and say, no wonder
1: that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is brought to you by this ingredient that is a good source of vitamin C. It supports weight loss and it freshens breath. What is it? It is lemon water. Okay.
6: Coach Turf, you were obviously way ahead of your time in developing the flex offense, but one offense that has stood the test of time, the two-minute offense,
3: and I understand that developed right here at Tech. Well, That's right. Started up right here. You know, most folks is under the mistaken identity that it was started by that fella that uh, used to play quarterback for Baltimore Colts, uh, Johnny uh, Unitas. That's him. That's the boy what used to play. They think he probably started, but no, it started up right here at NAP Tech back in 1955 went back to that ball game we played that year against my brother Nat Turf's team over to Bungle State. You know, he had a real fine ball club that year, had a lot of real fine running backs, had a lot of ball control type uh, ball players on his team that year. And it turned out when we played that we didn't have the ball too much when we played that ball game. And, and uh, after the ball game was over, uh, Nat come over to me over to the sidelines. He says, Coach, you know what I was doing over there on the sidelines is I was cooking my eggs and timing them by the amount of time that your offense had the ball. That's where the term two-minute offense come from.
6: Well, coach, why was he cooking eggs on the sideline?
3: Well, I don't know, but with our offense that year, it was a cinch he wasn't going to come up with no hard-boiled eggs.
7: Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf.
2: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N. That's us.
5: Good morning. Look at that sunshine. Beautiful. 59 pleasant degrees outside, headed up to 70. I'm going to have to go home a little bit early today and get my tractor out with my leaf uh, sweeper. dinner tonight at uh, Pleasant Hill. Yeah, boy. Good morning, folks. Beautiful sunshine just sort of appeared in the last hour, really. Uh, Scott was uh, talking about how it was kind of overcast this morning, and then boom, it happened. And um, very welcome. So let's see here. Today is the 17th day of November and of course the year is 2021. Let's see, November 17th would be National Butter Day. You know there's a butter at uh, one of our supermarkets that has cinnamon mixed in it. Oh yeah. Oops, let me turn your mic on. Oh, there there we there, go. There you go. And it um uh, that's that's a favorite of mine, but butter just mm amazing how different butters taste differently, too. You know, like Irish butter, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know,
1: you can make that butter yourself, with that cinnamon butter. You get the butter out, let it get to room temperature, mix a little cinnamon in with it, put it in a bowl, and
5: blend it up. Yeah, I, I have to be out collecting leaves, though. Too much work right it's just too many different <laughs> uh, duties at this moment are you cutting grass too in addition to yeah i raking? do well i don't cut it low i cut it high yeah and it chews up the leaves into smaller particles when they get swept up by my sweeper behind me aha uh-huh. so i can get uh, more leaves in that big bag collector you are a multitasking mower yes yes indeed <laughs> Well, anyway, today, National Butter Day. It's National Education Support Professionals Day. Hear ye? National Take a Hike Day. National Baklava Day. And National Homemade Bread Day. Mm Mm-mm.
1: That gets three yums today.
5: Now, I tell you what, last Sunday we were invited to um, a social event with some friends, and we couldn't make it. But uh, Susan Quinn, I'm told she makes the most amazing breads. And this was going to be a soup and bread uh, get-together. Now, you know Tom Quinn. Yes. um, Retired um, eye doctor. And um, Susan, I think, was in the business, too. Yes. But um, she makes breads that were out of this world, and we really felt badly about missing that uh, invitation. But, um, well, anyway, maybe she saved a piece, and we'll bring it tonight when we get (laughs) together. All right. Anyway, homemade bread. There, that, that teaser's out there. Um, Susan, if you I, heard know. It. I did that intentionally. Too. I know. Okay, baklava. On. One more time. <laughs> baklava. I know I know it, but I can't think what it is. It's a pastry. <clears throat> a pastry? Yes. filo pastry.
1: Sheets of phyllo pastry filled with chopped nuts and drizzled with syrup or honey. Oh, it
5: sounds wonderful.
1: Sure does. Okay. Baklava. Looks like a little, I don't know, square piece of uh, pie crust. Well, it would be with the sheets of dough right there.
5: Now, let's see. I I, I think I'm going to be able to uh, use an expression today once or twice. When some staff member comes up to me with some weird request, I can say, take a hike today. (laughs) Right? Yep. Because it's National Take-A-Hike Day. Yeah, years ago when life was less complicated,
1: people used to say that instead of some of the language that is used today. Yeah.
5: Well I, well, I think we have a caller. Okay. Good morning.
3: Tickety-poo.
5: Tickety-poo. Yes, Don.
4: How are y'all this morning?
5: Good. Um. <laughs> I yeah, am, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up?
4: Well, you talking about that buckler Well, you talk about something good.
5: So you highly recommend it?
4: Oh, yes, sir.
5: (laughs) Do you have a place you find it that you like it the best?
4: Soufflaki's.
5: Soufflaki's, okay.
4: Yeah, and they have grape leaves, too.
1: Huh. They're located on West State Street?
4: Yeah, beside of Tony's there. Yeah,
5: right across from Casa. Oh, I know exactly where you are, yes.
4: Yes, they have excellent food. Yes, they do. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, sometimes it's so good to make you slap your grandma. I tell you.
5: <laughs> now, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you sound like our turf there for a moment. We're
4: from the same state. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. even yeah, you know, we was talking yesterday, and Carl called in, and said about me sitting, you know, with you.
5: Yeah,
4: I think I've told you before. I usually sit with the the Deluca family, Dan Deluca and his oh, family. Oh, the,
5: the Delucas, yes. Right. Yeah, they're a nice yeah.
4: group. Yeah, they're nice people.
5: They, and they manage to put up with you, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Some Great. people. I don't know me better. you better. You know I'm teasing.
4: I hope. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's why I said some people don't know no better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All righty. You probably provide some entertainment. I would guess too, right? Well,
4: last night I provided a lot of entertainment. There you
5: go.
1: Oh,
4: you know, it was terrible. Some I, of them called. I tell you, some of them called. My grandma's ninety-two and and half blind. She could call the better game.
5: Oh my! Oh, you 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 didn't like the officiating, eh?
4: Uh, that I don't know what it is with those officiating and OU, they do not, to me. All right, do not call it just game.
5: Huh. Well, I I, I, I must tell you, I watched it on this stream that uh, Scott told me about, and it it I watched it from home. We had an earlier event in the evening, and. So we would have arrived maybe halfway through the game. Uh Uh-huh. And it was cold. Pat doesn't do well in the cold. So we went home. And I went to this channel that Scott told me about. It's $6 a month or something. And uh, watched the game. And um, uh, by the way, that streaming thing was very nice. But... Um, I I did not note. I only saw two calls that I thought were questionable, but you say there were more than that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway, folks, we should probably tell you the results. Um, Toledo won. Yeah. And the final score was? Um, 35-23, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And there there were several points where I think Ohio could have done better. Yeah, it was close for um, a while. Yeah, but um, well, when the end result is Toledo won.
4: Yeah, well, they get down in the red zone and they just could not score except field goals. Then that one guy missed a field goal, yep. like a extra point, bounced it off the goalpost, and I'm telling you, it was it was like it, it would have been uh, twenty eight. To fifteen, if he'd have made it. Okay. And you know then then Toledo went down and scored. I mean it just and that and and that running back Tuggle he had a a a kickoff return for a touchdown and they called it back said there was a block in the back and Dave, I'm watching I didn't see it.
5: Yeah. Well, that's why they got four guys on the uh, stripes, (laughs) wearing the stripes instead of one. Yeah. And uh, you and I are each just one. Yeah. uh, I I know, I know. Well, anyway, um, the attendance was uh, better than expected, right?
4: Yes, it was.
5: Yeah. They thought with a cold Tuesday night, it might be kind of light. It wasn't. It wasn't over the roof or anything like that. But no, it was, but it was
4: senior night, so there is going to be a little more activity. Yeah.
5: They they um on the streaming thing, they would show people dancing in the um, um while commercials were playing. Yeah. On on the live TV thing, I I don't know how this works. I guess that maybe it was the radio breaks.
4: Well, what they, yeah, what they're doing on the breaks, they come up, they say it's a, what kind of dance, cat dance or something like that. Okay. (laughs) And they have a couple of cheerleaders doing a dance move, and the bobcat, he gets out there with them, then all of a sudden they start spanning the crowd. Yeah. People dancing, yeah.
5: It was kind of amusing. Did you dance? Did you get up and dance? (laughs) Well, I doubt the, um. What family were you with again? Lucas. Oh, yeah. The DeLuca's wouldn't allow that. Did you dance, Don, when they did that?
4: My dancing went out <laughs> years ago.
5: I don't believe you. When um, I got
4: to the ninth grade, my dancing
1: quit.
5: Okay. <laughs> well, listen, uh, good to have, hear your voice, Don.
1: We're going to have to get you practiced up again. You can't uh, quit. You can't quit yet oh yes i can
4: (laughs) i have i've already quit (laughs) now you guys have a great day and
1: thank you that sounds good you you always help that along in the mornings when you call in here
4: well i tried to do my best well you sometimes i fail but
1: (laughs) it ain't
4: ain't for lack of trying
1: amen there you go keep on trying
4: yeah, what's what that old saying, keep on trucking?
1: That's it, yes. Keep on trucking or keep on keeping on, something like that.
4: Yeah, I'm like that Timex watch. I take a lick and I keep on ticking. There you go.
1: That doesn't surprise me.
4: Well, I'm like a bad pen. You can't get rid of me.
1: <laughs> they keep
5: returning, right?
4: <laughs> I keep popping up as least expect.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and with that... Yeah, I'm off. Hey, Don, we'll see you, man. All right, y'all have a good one. Don. Okay, likewise. Likewise. All right. Good morning, <laughs> folks. So, by the way, our phone number, 592-6646. We just discovered a little problem with that phone system, and um, Chris is going to get our guys on it. Um, because it, 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 we – let me explain this. We have two phone lines in. And we can be using one while the other one's ringing. Right now, the second one's not working at all. So we can only take one phone call, and then nobody can ring in until that phone call's over with. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Until so you okay. hang up. So it um,
1: opens up the line again.
5: But uh, we, we came across that recently, and so now we're going to get it fixed. Oh, good. Hey, incidentally, you were talking about the attendance. Um,
1: I'm looking here, the official attendance uh, was 9,716.
5: Okay. Now, Not bad for a Tuesday night. Do you have some of the other games? Yeah. Okay, uh, so like uh, the, the Tuesday before. Uh, which was, um, well, it was
1: yeah, two, two weeks ago. Miami was 15,940. Okay, so about... Almost so, twice. Yeah, about 6000
5: less. Okay.
1: So, not bad, you know. Yeah,
5: and I was at that one. All right, let's see here. Well, let's move on. Um, today in history, okay. The year 1558, Elizabeth I, who was at the time aged 25, Ascends the English throne upon death of her half-sister, Queen Bloody Mary. Now, how did that... Uh, oh, Scott left? Okay. Um, well, I was going to ask him to explain something to me, but um, we'll uh, do that another time. Okay, 1800. The year 1800, Congress holds its first session in Washington, D.C. in what was an incomplete Capitol building. I guess it was uh, under construction at that time. 1831, Ecuador, a country I'm quite familiar with, and Venezuela, separated from Greater Colombia. You're back. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Had
1: to take a little break there okay. for a second, okay, to uh, freshen up the tea. Okay. I thought you were going to continue on back into the
5: well. I, I was going to ask you about ages. this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll bring my back my question. I was going yeah. Gonna go pause. ahead. Okay. So in 1558, Elizabeth I, who was aged 25 at the time. Ascends the English throne upon the death of her half-sister, Queen Bloody Mary. Now, <clears throat> what became of her sister? Was she done away with, or was she just dethroned? And why do they call her Bloody Mary? Did she did she wreak so much havoc during her tenure? Well, let's just see what we can find out,
1: Queen bloody mary monarch of england uh let's see why is queen mary called bloody mary because she was hung over every day oh and needed a no i'm kidding oh i thought (laughs) you were serious okay go on uh let's see around during her five-year reign around 280 protestants were burned at the stake for ah. refusing to convert to catholicism and a further 800 fled the country this religious persecution earned her the notorious nickname bloody mary among subsequent generations and did she leave the throne uh, willingly uh let's see she was queen of england and ireland from 1553 until her death in 1558.
5: So it would appear that um, that's when her younger sister. That's, who, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's uh, probably
1: a good presumption.
5: I just wonder if she was, like, executed or anything like that.
1: Yeah, she finished out her term as long as she was alive, apparently.
5: Yeah. Okay. Let's see, where we leave off? 1855 David Livingstone becomes the first European to see Victoria Falls in, in what is now Zambia or Zimbabwe. 1869 the Suez Canal the Suez Canal in Egypt opens thus linking the Mediterranean and Red Seas. 1869. I did not realize it was that far back. 1922, the last sultan of the Ottoman Empire, Mahmoud, um, the VI, I guess, is expelled to Malta on a British warship. 1970, Douglas Engelbart... Receives a patent for the first, get this, computer mouse. Mm. We, I have uh, three of those in front of me here. Okay. Now, famous birthdays: Bernard Montgomery, Monty, Mil- the military guy, born in 1887, on this date but died in 1976. Field Marshal Bernard
1: Law Montgomery, 1st Viscount Montgomery of Alamine, nicknamed Monty, and the Spartan General was a senior British Army officer who served in the First World War, the Irish War of Independence, and the Second World War. And... If history serves us correctly here before it is erased. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he apparently um, upset General George Patton with one of the raids uh, that there was a race to Berlin, and Monty made it there before Patton. Yeah. And so Patton was a little bit ticked off okay. about that
5: because he wanted to get in there first. Um, we have four birthdays. Uh, let's do, uh, who should we do next? Let's do the, the oldest, farthest back. Let's put it that way. All right. Vespasian, Vespasian, V-E-S-P-A-S-I-A-N. He was born in nine and died in 79.
1: That was like one of the very first phone numbers that were ever issued. Was nine when the phones were active. People used to ask, "What's your phone number?"
5: Nine. Your phone number is nine. <laughs> I remember my um, youth phone number. Do you?
1: Yeah. 885-7346.
5: Yep. That was before they had area codes. Yes. And they
1: used to have the numbers here. L Y. And then 2 or 3. Okay, uh, for, we, we were T-U-5. For, for Linwood here in Athens, L-Y-N-W-O-O-D. So they used the first two letters, L-Y, 3, dash, and then the four numbers.
5: And then they put a word to it, Linwood. Mm-hmm. And T-U was Tuxedo. Tuxedo five seven three four six was my home phone number. As a child,
1: ah, the good old days. I remember Woody Simpson actually saying that <clears throat> to call a number: Linwood three dash one 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 one, or whatever the number was.
5: Wow, yeah, Woody Simpson, Woody Simpson, the Squire of the Hawking Valley. Yes, indeed. I gave him that one, <laughs> and when I met him, was seventy-three. Okay, now the next we have two more. Well, here. we didn't,
1: we didn't do vests posian yet so he was the uh roman he was a roman emperor and the fourth and last emperor who reigned in the year of the four emperors he founded the flavian dynasty that ruled the empire for 27 years he was uh he generated political stability and a vast roman building program
5: Okay, Louis the Thirteenth, XV one one one. That'd be thirteen, right? That would be yes. Okay, born on this date in seventeen fifty five. Died in eighteen twenty
1: four. He was known as the Desired. How'd you like to be known as that? There's the king. He is desired. Is that a good thing? <laughs> I don't know. Or Depends is that- on. Or is that a woman thing, or Uh, what? Well, it depends on how it was used, I suppose. Anyway, he was the king of France from 1814 to 1824, except for the Hundred Days in 1815. He spent 23 years in exile during the French Revolution and the First French Empire, and during the Hundred Days. So apparently he was not so desired in those times when he was in exile.
5: It makes no difference what I'm about to say, but his picture is not very impressive. Okay, Uh, this guy's still alive, Martin Scorsese, right? Yes. Celebrating his 79th birthday today. And a showbiz guy. Yep, film director. Yeah. Yeah. Now, two famous deaths, Gregory of Tours. Gregory of Tours. You know, he was uh, born in 538, died in, on this date in 594. So
1: He was a Gallo-Roman historian and Bishop of Tours, which made him a leading prelate or prelate of the area that had been previously referred to as the Gaul by the Romans. And he was born Georgius Florentius, And later added the name Gregorius in honor of his maternal great-grandfather.
5: And why
1: is he famous?
5: Pray Uh, tell. He's made out of concrete in this picture. Yep, he
1: is. In addition to promoting the cults of numerous saints, he also restored churches in his diocese. Okay.
5: And our last one, Calico Jack born in 1682, died on
1: this date in 1720. Aye, mateys. Does that give you a hint? Well, sort of. John Rackham was his name, commonly known as Calico Jack, was an English pirate captain operating in the Bahamas and in Cuba during the early 18th century. His nickname was derived from the calico clothing that he wore while Jack is a nickname for John.
5: Okay, i got two new things to bring in here. And, and I don't know how often we'll do this. But um, um, I've been getting these for months. And I just haven't quite figured out how to print them. Um, because it's just a real simple thing. And yet they make it too complicated. Okay, so this is called Trivia Today. So there's a trivia question of the day. Where were tulips once used as a form of currency? And they give you four countries to choose from. China, Holland, Sweden, and Denmark. And then you pick one. And then it shows you the results in how, what percentage of people agreed with you or disagreed with you or picked the right number that's the right answer. So, um, I picked the right answer today. Where were tulips once used as a form of currency? And again, the choices they gave us, Holland, China, Sweden, Denmark. Scott would have said, Dutch. I said Holland. Holland, yes. Which is Dutch. Which is Dutch, yes. So um, that's correct. And incidentally, 82% of the people reading this got it right. Um, A little more about that. Once in a time in Holland, tulips were used as a form of currency. During the 1620s, tulips reached such a state of popularity in Holland that they actually created one of the world's first economic bubbles. During what is known as the Dutch Golden Age, a single Viceroy tulip bulb had a value equivalent to $1,250 in current American dollars. Think of that. Tulip mania. As it became known, didn't last and last, and then at some point in the mid 1630s, people questioned the value of paying a fortune for a flower that would inevitably die, and subsequently, the market crashed. Okay, so that's a new thing that once in a while we'll do. Trivia, a trivia question each day. Then another thing I, I been getting for months is called um, a a, a, a stream of words. And it's basically they give you a sentence with a blank in it. And then they give you four words to choose from. And you try to pick which one best fits that blank. And most of these have been so complicated that I've not brought them in, but I'm, I'm going to try it for a while. Now, today's, I got it right. Here we go. Which word best matches this example sentence? There is a blank of bakeries in this town. You should open up a shop here. Okay, the so it's stalwart, hearth, dearth, sleuth. Which one word properly fits that blank? There is a blank of bakeries in this town. You should open up a shop here. Stallworth? No. Hearth? No. Dirth? Yes. That's what I said. And sleuth? No. And, and I was right. But... Some of the questions have been really complicated, but I'm going to bring a few in and just for, and uh, particularly when we get our phone lines working properly, I'm going to ask you folks to figure it out and we'll see how well you do. All right. That'll uh, be cool. A little audience participation. Yeah. It's quarter till the top of the hour or 15 minutes before um, or 12 uh, or 9:45 uh, if you prefer, okay? Well, what about COVID? Uh, I'm not going to do the whole world, but in Athens, we have now had 8,090 cases. That's 12.4% of our county residents have experienced some level of COVID. How many new cases yesterday? Seven. Now, out of the 8,090 cases, there have been 93 deaths. That's 1.15%. Now, if we had been like the rest of the state, instead of having eight thousand ninety cases, we would have had nine thousand twenty-four. I think that's remarkable. That's almost a thousand more cases in our county if we were like the rest of the state. Now that doesn't mean we can be sloppy. And not wear the masks where they ask you to and all that stuff. But evidently we're doing something better than the overall state here. Uh, One thing we're not particularly better at is vaccinations. We've had 32,496 people yesterday. That's 49.7% of our population because we have 65,332 in our county. 288 in our county are currently hospitalized. Should I do the state? I guess so. In the state, 6,490 new cases Yesterday, bringing our total to one million six hundred and fourteen thousand five hundred and four. Now remember, I said in Athens at twelve point three eight percent had had some form of COVID. In the state of Ohio, it's thirteen point eight one percent currently. There are 108,544 active cases. Of those, 10,447 are in an ICU unit. 72,460 are in non-ICU hospital care. And the difference is recovering at home. Of those that have caught it, and once again that total was sixteen hundred. I'm sorry, sixteen. Start over, Palmer. One million six hundred and fourteen thousand five hundred and four. One million five hundred and five thousand and nine sixty are recovered, and that's ninety three point two eight percent vaccinations. The state doing better than. Athens fifty six point five nine percent. Once again we were forty nine point seven four. Um now yesterday they reported a hundred and seventy deaths in our state. That's that's to say new deaths, but those are not all yesterday. Sometimes the figures take a little while to show up. So that's a collection of several days. But the deaths in our state so far, (laughs) 25,813. I just got a text message. (coughs) I think that's all we'll do on that today. Excuse me, I did that in my elbow. (coughs) That I almost did in my coffee cup. Mm, Good job. Okay, so I printed something off. This is nearly two months old. But my desk got sloppy and I found it this morning. And this is simply entitled, Understanding Opposition to Vaccines. It's a lengthy item. Amy Boolanger wrote it. And then it was medically uh, reviewed by Deborah Weatherspoon, who's a um, medical expert. Okay, so let me just hit a few points here. Opposition to vaccines. Health and medical experts have hailed vaccines as being one of the major achievements of the 20th century, but not everyone agrees. In the past few years, opposition to vaccines has been discussed more frequently in the news Concerned parents are opting to forego vaccinations for their children for many different reasons. This has resulted in a surge of infectious diseases that have been previously or nearly eradicated. So the general question, is vaccination opposition new? It isn't. It's not a new concept. As long as there have been vaccines, there have been people who objected to them. Refusing vaccines started back in the early 1800s when the smallpox vaccines started being used in large numbers. The idea of injecting someone with a part of a cowpox blister to protect them from smallpox faced a lot of criticism. The, Chris, the criticism was based on sanitary, religious, and political objections. Some clergy believed that the vaccine went against their religion. Up in the 1970s, the DTP vaccine received a wave of opposition when it was linked to neurological disorders. Studies have found that the risks are extremely low. To combat vaccination opposition, laws have been passed that require vaccinations as a measure of public health. Well, what are some of the common reasons behind opposition? There are a variety of reasons behind that vaccine opposition. Some people have to forego different vaccinations due to a high risk of potential allergic reactions. But for most who refuse vaccines, it should be known that there is little risk. There are some common reasons that lead to vaccine opposition. Some cite religious beliefs as a reason behind their refusal to get vaccinated. Though most mainstream religions do not condemn vaccines. There was also a belief that diseases were disappearing due to better sanitation and hygiene, not vaccines. This has been proven false by the resurgence of previously eradicated infectious diseases. It was also believed that a vaccine wouldn't protect you. Those who are vaccinated can still get sick, but they will experience mild symptoms. People also think the risks outweigh the benefits. This is currently the biggest objection here in the United States. Parents cite many, many medical risks, including autism, as potential consequences of being vaccinated. There is a common belief that since these diseases have been eliminated, there is no need for vaccinations. Diseases will only stay eradicated as long as vaccines are still used to prevent them. Here's another paragraph. And in many, in many think that the pharmaceutical companies can't be trusted. They believe that pharmaceutical companies only want to sell their products regardless of the impact of the people who use them. The most common reasons that parents oppose vaccinations are medically unfounded. So what do these include? Autism. The belief that vaccines can cause autism has become widespread in the past few years. Parents seem to be the most concerned about the MMR vaccine, which is used to prevent measles, mumps, and rubella. Multiple studies have shown that the MMR vaccine does not cause autism. And most of these studies had large sample sizes. Uh, Let's go to the next thing. Flu vaccines. Some people don't get flu vaccines for themselves or their children. What are the reasons? Well, the flu vaccine doesn't protect protect against all strains of the flu. Number two, the vaccination needs to be given every year. Number three, the vaccination could make them sick, which is false. The flu vaccine is recommended for almost everyone who is six months of age or older. There are both shot and nasal spray vaccinations available, which can be used by different people. I remember, see, I've, I've been here since 19, late 1973. We used to have a flu shot day right here at the station and all uh, oh, the Ruth Duddings of the world and those sort of folks down at the County Board of Health would come out here and just shoot all of us while we were on the air. No big deal. Well, anyway, um, this, if this report, once again, it's called Understanding Opposition to Vaccines. I think you can look it up under that. Expression, understanding opposition to vaccines on the world wide web. And there's much more about it. And I think it's very factual. All right. Now, Black Friday's coming up, right? Yes. And Wallet Hub did a study on the best. Black Friday retailers. As well as their average percentage discount on that day. And they ranked the top ten. Now, not all of these, of course, are here in Athens. They say Macy's is number one with 58.5%. J.C. JCPenney, number two, with 57%. Belks, which we used to have here, 56%. Kohl's, 49%. Office Depot and Office Max, around 42%, almost 43%. Lenovo, Lenovo, I don't even know how that is. Lenovo, I think it is, 40%. Nordstrom 33%, Walmart 31.6%, Hillett Packard 3134 and Big Lots 29.19%. So a couple of those stores are here. We're out of time.
1: We're getting there.
5: So I didn't get as far as I expected. Folks, have a wonderful day. I think the mayor is going to be on tomorrow, Steve Patterson, with Scott. I have to be out of town. Have a great day out there, please.
2: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM
0: 970 and 97.1 FM.
4: W-A-T-H,
2: This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Debra Rodriguez. Monday is the deadline for federal workers to be fully vaccinated against COVID. It coincides with what AAA estimates is an 80% jump in Thanksgiving airline bookings. Could this impact your holiday travel?
7: I don't expect the vaccine mandate to have any impact whatsoever.
0: TSA Administrator David Pakoski told CBS Mornings the vaccination numbers have greatly improved.
7: More and more people, including TSA employees, are now vaccinated.
0: But he says if TSA workers don't get Vaccinated or have an exemption, they could lose their jobs.
7: It's very important that we have yeah. our workforce fully vaccinated.
0: Stacy Lynn, CBS News. A second day of deliberations gets underway this hour at the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, the 18-year-old who killed two Black Lives Matter protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. There is no lawyer who could possibly say that long deliberations versus short deliberations favor one side or the other. At some point, they'll reach a consensus